Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hello and welcome to the Tracy Sandler Show brought to you by FIVO. I am your host, Tracy Sandler. It is week one of the NFL and the San Francisco 49ers open the season against the Pittsburgh Steelers. So to preview the game, I have the lovely and wonderful and talented (laughs) Missy Matthews of the Steelers Radio Network. She is their sideline reporter. Missy, welcome to the show. Thanks so much. I'm pumped. It's week one. We're talking about real football. We are, and it is very fun. A lot of excitement here in Santa Clara. I'm coming to you guys from Levi's Stadium. For anybody who missed it, I feel like probably nobody did, but if anybody (laughs) missed it, Nick Bosa has signed his contract extension. All is right in the world again. We had a very happy Kyle Shanahan press conference on Wednesday, and he is back. Kyle Shanahan said he will play on Sunday unless he had a beer belly and was out of shape. (laughs) I just left the practice field, you guys. That is not to be. He has no beer belly. He is not out of shape. He was doing a bunch of kind of stretches and high knees and all of the things. So how much he plays, of course, remains to be seen. But that changes things for the 49ers and changes things for the Steelers. So, Missy, I turn it to you. What do you think the Steelers kind of keys to this game are on Sunday? Well, I think they've always been preparing for Nick Bosa. Uh, Coach Tomlin has his weekly press conference on Tuesdays. He brought up, and we all remember, TJ Watt was in this position just a few years ago. Mm -hmm. He actually did not sign his contract until Friday. Traveled to Buffalo Mm -hmm. on Saturday. On Sunday, the Steelers upset the Bills. Uh, He had two sacks, a forced fumble. TJ Watt-like things. I I feel like that's what Nick Bosa is going to do, too. They're just that... Probably elite freak (laughs) player uh, that just has that ability. So I think, you know, for the Steelers offense, they had pretty much a perfect preseason, made leaps and bounds from last year. Kenny Pickett, the full-time starter, I think continuing what we saw in the preseason into the regular season is going to be key working the middle of the field, the deep balls, the splash plays, things that we did not see last year. They did get better. They turned to the run game a lot towards the end of the season. They finished really strong, but there's just a lot that needed to be worked on this offseason. I think they did that. And then I think defensively, I mean, you watch the San Francisco 49ers all the time. Uh, As a fan of football, I loved watching them in the playoffs last year. It's just Mm -hmm. What weapon do you pick? Um, The Steelers defensive Mm -hmm. coordinator, Terrell Austin, spoke today and just said, you literally have to know where like five guys are at all times because they can move them around. Of course, Christian McCaffrey, uh, the Steelers have faced him uh, back when he was with the Panthers his rookie year. He had over 130 yards, three touchdowns. Uh, The Steelers did win that game, but, you know, it was just impressive to say the least. So I think they're going to have their hands full, but this is a defense that added some really key pieces in free agency and the draft to build depth. Um, So I I don't know. I think it's going to be a great game. I'm really excited. It's going to be a great game. And and going back a little bit, you bring up TJ Watt, and it is kind of cool that you're going to have, or we're going to have two of the best defensive players in the league in this game week one on Sunday in Pittsburgh. Like I've never been to Pittsburgh. So there's a few stadiums to check off my list. This is one of them. And to me, it just feels like that iconic football. Like this is like football and these are two really good teams. So it'll be a, a really exciting game in that way. You brought up the 49ers offense, of course, Brock Purdy, healthy, good to go. An interesting game for him. Kind of the Brock Purdy era, in my opinion, really begins now. Obviously, it began last year. He proved he is their guy. Mm -hmm. He can do it. 
I, I've talked a lot about this in the podcast. For me, it was this Thursday night game against Seattle, short rest. He's hurt. He comes in. They win the game. He looks great. I was like, this is their guy. But now for him, it's very different when you're starting the season as the starter. There's a lot of pressure there. There's there's a lot of that. Like, What are the Steelers talking about in terms of Purdy and what they're seeing out of him and kind of what they think they need to do to contain him? I think, you know, Coach Tomlin said it best during his press conference. You know, We talked about TJ and Nick Bosa. Uh, Mm-hmm. Kenny Pickett was the first quarterback in that draft. And mm-hmm. we know where Brock Purdy was. And they were guys that had a lot of college experience, the college starts. Um, and we mm-hmm. saw what they were able to do when they were thrown into the mix during their rookie seasons. I think Brock's probably going to continue on, you know, how he ended. It's crazy that he seemed to be the big story at first. Will he play week one? And then that was kind of situated. Now, Nick Bosa, I'm sure George Kittle, somebody that everybody's going to keep an eye on to see Uh his participation as we get closer. Um, But I think it'll be interesting to see. And I'm sure, you know, just like Kenny Pickett, it's your first full season. You had the entire offseason to work with the ones for Brock Purdy. It's okay. We saw what you can do, but can you do it again when defenses have more film on you, more time to study you and learn about you? So you brought up George Kittle. So Wednesday he was limited in practice. We're able to watch the first 20 so minutes of practice as the media. He was out there again, doing individual drills. So uh, we're, we're recording this on Thursday before the practice report comes out, but obviously everybody will keep an eye on that, but certainly a good sign for the 49ers, certainly a good sign for fantasy football owners yeah. that George Kittle was at least a limited participant in practice. I think that he's probably trending up in theory. So we'll see how that goes, but you bring up the 49ers offense. You're right. Who do you pick? Because let's let's assume let's let's say George Kittle's playing. You of course brought up Christian McCaffrey. You have a Debo Samuel who, by his own admission, he may have been a little hard on himself, but certainly didn't have a seat the season last year that he's used to having. Brandon Ayuk, who I will tell anybody that listens, I think is on the precipice of supreme stardom. This is quite quite the offense that the San Francisco 49ers have. And so they will have their hands full, uh, meaning the Steelers defense. But let's talk a little bit more about Kenny Pickett and the offensive weapons for the Steelers. Who should 49ers fans be keeping a close eye on come Sunday? Well, you know, George Pickens is from that draft class. Those are two guys that, you know, George Pickens, he's kind of like this viral machine, um, just of ridiculous catches. Doesn't he sound like a football player too? Like George Pickens, I feel yeah. like he was born to play football. I mean, and he is just, he's a very cool dude. Um, and all of his teammates love him. And pretty much everybody is not surprised anymore when he does something crazy because he does it in practice. He does it in games, just his body control, you know, a 50-50 ball, for most people, uh, for George Pickens, it's definitely a higher percentage just on what he's able to do. But I also think Deontay Johnson is somebody who did not have the season he wanted to last year, didn't have a touchdown at all. He had such a great rapport with Ben Roethlisberger. Kenny Pickett was working the third team offense through training camp uh, his rookie year and then became the backup towards the regular season. So he still wasn't, you know, getting reps with all the ones. And I think there's a little bit of disconnect last season between those two guys. But Kenny Pickett, uh, he was voted a captain. He kind of really embraced that leadership role. He took all of the skilled players, wide receivers, tight ends to Miami uh, this offseason to work with them four days, just straight football, bonding off the field. And I I think we've seen maybe the confidence come back in Deontay Johnson uh, during training 
training camp and the preseason. So somebody to keep an eye on as well. And even Pat Fryer move, you know, that's kind of like that prototypical tight end safety blanket. Uh, he really worked the middle of the field to score a touchdown against the Bills in the preseason. So those are just a few guys. And it, it's very exciting, not to mention their run game with Najee Harris and Jalen Warren, even Anthony McFarland. He's maybe somebody uh, that 49ers fans might not have heard of, but he really started to flash in uh, a lot of splash plays and speed in the preseason. It's a it's a fun week one game because you have obviously the AFC versus the NFC. And I think probably for both fan bases, they're not as familiar with the other team mm-hmm. just for that reason. It, it, it is different. The 49ers have also had so many kind of storylines over the last month that fans have been focused on that they're going to be names that they don't know, which I think is going to be fun uh-huh. and cool for them to learn. There's a factor. I want to get to X factors in a little bit, but there's a factor here that we haven't discussed that I think is worth bringing up. Coaching. You have two really good head coaches in this game. And you have a, I believe Mike Tomlin has never had a losing season, correct? Correct. That's, which is very incredible. (laughs) Uh, Kyle Shanahan, I think is one of the best in the games. He has had some losing seasons, but there were certainly circumstances around that. So it's not, certainly not an indictment on Kyle Shanahan, but I think the coaching factor becomes a huge thing in a game like this because you have two guys who can really maneuver. Kyle Shanahan can scheme like nobody's business. Mm-hmm. And, and I think that's going to be a really fun matchup to watch as well. Yeah. And he's obviously an offensive mind. Coach Tomlin comes from this defensive background um, and really has, you know, puts his input into the Steelers defensive plan. Terrell Austin, the defensive coordinator who I mentioned, um, you know, they worked with Brian Flores when they brought him in last season. It was kind of like the meeting of the minds for this defense. But I think, yeah, it's it's very interesting to see. And, you know, it's a, a small coaching world and they all know each other and know different things. So it will be interesting to see how they kind of play off of each other and, you know, who comes out with a game plan that, you know, it's week one and crazy things can happen. Um, But it will be interesting to see, you you knew this game, you had that week off after the preseason, you know, everybody in those both coaching staffs were starting to game plan and look ahead to week one. And the 49ers have a new defensive coordinator. They seem to have, very good defensive coordinators because they keep getting head coaching yeah. positions. So, <laughs> so they have a new defensive coordinator and Steve Wilkes, who has been kind of interesting. You talked a little bit earlier about you know, passing plays and splash plays. And if there's a weakness on the 49ers defense and I'm there's very, very few, but if there is, Based on what we saw in the preseason, it could be at the nickel position. So when you look at the cornerbacks, you have uh, Charvarius Ward on one side, Diamador Lenore on the other side, who came in last year uh, about week five, week six, when Emmanuel Mosley got injured and, and really improved so much towards the end of the year and earned that starting job. They bring Isaiah Oliver in to be the nickel, but we see in the preseason that he struggled somewhat. And the 49ers say they're not worried about it, et cetera. But we did see them, you know, in practice, all of a sudden games. Now they're kind of moving things around. And do they put Diamond or Lenore at nickel? Sometimes putting Ambry Thomas on the outside. Anyways, if there, so if there is a weakness, it could be there at nickel. How do you think the Steelers can capitalize on that? Sorry, 49ers fans, for I'm sure that you guys, I, I'm not the first one to bring this up. The coaching staff knows. But I would love to know how you think they can capitalize well, that. Well, I mean, to be fair, the Steelers also were searching for that nickel corner back during training camp in the preseason and due to injuries, uh, specifically a cornerback who was a rookie getting hurt. I think they kept maybe an extra guy who can play that position. But, you know, to go back to your point, Allen Robinson is a veteran wide receiver 
Mike Tomlin and Omar Khan, the Steelers GM, specifically wanted a veteran to bring into that room of really young guys. Uh, he's somebody that can play that position and even, you know, I completely forgot to mention Calvin Austin the third, which is crazy because he just pops all the time. He was a rookie last year, got hurt in training camp, didn't even play in a preseason game and really impressed and was one of those guys that everybody was excited to see what he can do in year two, which is really his year one. So those are, you know, some of the names of guys that you might see uh, in that position to kind of maybe try to take advantage or scheme against. So we've covered a lot here, but I, I want to go back and it's okay if your answer to this is someone you've talked about before, but I'd love to know from you and I, and I will do the same thing. I will put myself in the same position okay. I'm putting you in. Who would you say is going to, could very well be the unexpected X factor on defense and the unexpected X factor on offense. Okay. I think defense is an easy pick. Um, and I don't think it's unexpected, but Mika Fitzpatrick. He okay. is a guy that is just so intelligent. Um, he's a really good communicator. He is a detailed note taker. He wasn't voted captain, but he's one of those guys that everybody listens to. He had six interceptions last season. His first game was against the 49ers when the Steelers traded for him uh, against from the Miami Dolphins. He had a pick in that game uh, in 2019 game. at Levi Stadium. I just think specifically because of the run uh, and having to stop it, the middle linebackers, uh, the inside linebackers for the Steelers, brand new. I mean, they got a new coach. The room is completely revamped. There's one holdover, and the, he was a rookie, Mark Robinson, last year. So I think knowing that that group is kind of really, really playing together for the first time, they have to communicate. Minka's that guy in the back that I think can bring it all together. I am sure he has watched Brock Purdy every single snap he has played <laughs> because he's he's the Troy Polamalu like where you almost had that natural instinct of knowing where the ball is going or why someone's doing something because of something little that you see. So that's a long-winded answer. But for defense, I would say make okay. Fitzpatrick. I guess it's an easy answer for the offense. It's Kenny Pickett. I mean, all eyes and all pressure are on him this year. You know, they went to him at halftime of week four, a guy who, as I mentioned, did not get a ton of first team reps at all, even second team reps until the regular season. Um, and they, he's, he's going to, he's going to be the guy that makes this offense go. And he said, he feels more comfortable. He's able to diagnose defenses better. And what a test week one going against the 49ers. I think even without Nick Bosa, if he wasn't signed and ready to go, it would still be the same thing just because of the weapons they have there. I mean, the roster for the 49ers is stacked on both sides of the ball. That is, that is not untrue. Bet online is your number one source for all your betting needs. Get the latest odds, lines, and matchup reports for baseball, boxing, golf, and more. Bet Online continues to be the fastest and easiest way to place live betting in your favorite casino and card games available to play right from your phone. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and get in on the action. Remember to use promo code BELIEVE, B-L-E-A-V, for your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet Online, where the game starts. All right, I'm going to say Fournier's defense, kind of for me, and I don't know if this is X-Factor is the right word, but I think a person people are probably pretty excited to see is Javon Hargrave, because that is me. The Fournier's went out and got him. Exactly. <laughs> huge, huge signing for them, especially on this week with Nick Bosa being back. 
he'll play. The question is how much will he play? Right. So having a Jay Von Hargrave on that line with Eric Armstead and, and everybody else that they have is going to be huge. And so I think that's going to be fun for 49ers fans just to, to see him in action. And it's so funny because he's one of those guys that you talk to in the locker room and he's such like a nice disposition and person on the field, like he is tough and he is, he is going after guys and it'll be fun. So I think that's going to be someone that's kind of cool for 49ers fans to see. And then I'm going to, I'm going to copy you a little bit and I'm going to say it's, it's Brock Purdy. Yeah. And I really do believe that he is the real deal. I just think there's something we we've seen in him. And I've said this before on this podcast and I don't mind saying it again. Games are not one in press conferences, but one of the things that was always really impressive to me about Brock Purdy is from that first Miami game when he came in, when Jimmy Garoppolo got injured, when he came to talk to us after the game, there's a poise and confidence to him. And again, I know games are not one in press conferences, but when you see that kind of poise and confidence, you can see how the players on the field are confident in him mm-hmm. and we're confident in him. And I think probably it took a couple ga- games for everybody to be like, yeah, this, this, I think this is the guy. And, and I am kind of excited for Brock and excited to see this because I do think nationally people have a hard time believing that he's the real deal and have a hard time. Like it can't, he can't actually be, he was Mr. Relevant. He was the last pick in the draft. But I do believe for those of us that are watching every day and got to know him and know this offense and know everyone around him and all of the things, I think he's the real deal. And so it'll be interesting on Sunday on the road in a tough stadium and a very iconic stadium week one, to see how he does coming off the injury, which seems to be like so long ago, it doesn't seem to affect him at all, but will be kind of a very cool thing to watch. And I also feel like it could be like a big Brandon Ayuk party. I mean, it's funny to say that about Ayuk because he had a thousand yard season last year. So it was hardly like a bad season, but on this offense with so many weapons. But one thing about him that we saw in training camp, he catched, he catches everything. Like he made the quarterbacks look good every day, no matter where, who threw it and where they threw it he catches everything. So, and he's going against the league's top defense. So there is something to be said for that. So I think it's going to be a fun, fun game. Uh, I'm going to make, I'm going to have each of us do a prediction. And then I'm going to ask you a couple little Pittsburgh questions just for those traveling the game. So what is your prediction for Sunday? You don't do a score. I personally am horrible at scores, so I won't make you do it. But see, I actually think it might be a lower scoring game. I'm not going to give you a number. I, okay. I know, especially the 49ers offense has that potential. I just, it's week one. Like, trust me, last year, right. the Steelers beat the Bengals in overtime on a field goal in Cincinnati. The week, the year before week one in Buffalo, the TJ Walkie. I mean, week one's just always crazy. So I feel like, you know, you never really see who teams really are. It's more towards the middle. Um, I don't know. I, I know it's a homer pick, but I just feel like the Steelers have this swag and vibe about them right now. And if they can do what we saw in the offseason and training camp and the preseason, I do think, you know, they could pull it off and and beat the 49ers. And I'm going to pick I'm going to pick the 49ers. And to be honest with you. If we had recorded this Tuesday or yesterday morning, I would have picked the Steelers. And I'm picking the four and maybe it's just like prisoner of the moment, Mm -hmm. but it's not so much. I mean, I think Nick Bosa, obviously he's a game changer, no matter how much time practice time he had, he's a game changer, but his presence and him being back, it feels to me like it's changed the vibe. Yeah. And that, that to me is why I picked them. Cause like I said, it's not that I just would have picked the Steelers because I would have said it's, you know, week one on the road. They've had so much going on between the Trey Lance thing. And if Bosa wasn't here, but 
it seems to have changed the vibe somewhat. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to pick the 49ers, but please know that if he hadn't signed, I wasn't going to pick the Steelers. <laughs> <laughs> so I know we don't have that much time left. So I would love for you to give us, for those of us writers that are traveling to Pittsburgh this weekend, for fans that are traveling to Pittsburgh this weekend, is there any this weekend, is there anything we must see, any restaurant we must try, any coffee shop that is the best coffee? Let's go. Ooh, okay. So most pressure. people usually stay downtown, um, but the strip yes. district is kind of a little bit outside downtown. Still part of the city. Okay. Go there on. Uh, What's it called again? Say it. The strip the district. Strip district. Okay. Go there on Saturday, even if you get in a little bit late. It's like the perfect place to go. You can get amazing coffee. It's just, you'll see people just walking the sidewalks and the streets. You can go into a little deli. And I mean, you could literally get anything and it's all like local mom and pop, uh, not commercialized at all. I did just eat at a really good restaurant, which is further out. It's more... um it's still in the city, but it's a little further away. So it'd probably be along Uber, but it was called Fish Nor Fowl. And like, excellent. I, I just, I can't stop thinking about going back. Um, so that was really good. Fantastic. Thank you, Missy. Tell everybody where they can find you and get all your coverage on Sunday. Um, on Instagram, I'm Missy underscore Matthews on, or no, on Twitter. Sorry, that's my Twitter handle. And on Instagram, <laughs> I'm just at Missy Matthews. So Awesome. Thank you so much for joining me, you guys. You can follow me on Twitter at TracyFGSN, on Instagram at Tracy Sandler. We are brought to you by Fivo. We are brought to you by Bet Online. If you guys like what you heard, and I know that you did, please make sure to give us a five-star rating and leave a positive review. And I hope everybody enjoys week one of football. Bye, all. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.